Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. 124-121. One possession game. Highland in the backcourt. They trap him in the corner. He's going out, throws it away. Poole got it and scored! They're down one. They throw it ahead to Brown. He goes up and dunks it with 13 seconds. Game's not over. It's 126-123. And the Warriors will t- call a timeout with 13 seconds to go. And the Warriors nearly pulled a rabbit out of the hat tonight. Nearly uh, coming back in this one as we welcome you in to Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson inside Chase Center. Nuggets win it 128-123. to That the final score. But the Nuggets were up 121-111. to by 10 points with 114 to go and that layup that uh, you hear there, the call on Tim Roy, one-point game, uh, quickly into a three-point game as, as the Nuggets shuffled the ball down the field to, to Bruce Brown. But uh, Clay Thompson got a tough look at a very, very long three that was a, a bad miss, and then Nikola Jokic hit a couple of free throws. But uh, that, that would have been an all-time comeback had the Warriors been able to pull it off down 10 with 114 to go. Uh, in this one, but uh, this game tonight, pretty simple, and, and the phone lines are open at 888-957-9570. You can give me a call or shoot me a text to react to this one, 888-957-9570. The Xfinity mobile text line is open, same phone number. Uh, Warriors lost this game in the first half, and, and really in the first quarter when they gave up 40 points. And the Nuggets had 20 of those 40 in the first five minutes of, of the game tonight. But it was 40-34 to 34 Denver at the end of the first quarter. It was 70-52 to 52 Nuggets at the half. And the Warriors were down 20 in the third before showing some signs of life in the third quarter. Wound up outscoring the Nuggets 36-28 in the third. And then 35-30 in the fourth, but the Nuggets seemingly had this one in check with about a minute left, as I mentioned, with the 10-point lead. But plain and simple tonight, as we react to this one, they lost it on defense. Just terrible defense, and terrible defense in the first half with the the 40 points, and, and then the 30 in the second half, 70 total allowed then 30 more in the fourth quarter the Warriors found some offensive life in that third quarter but the defense you know still gave up 28 if your best defensive quarter of a ball game is 28 you're probably not going to win it and the Dubs give up 128 to the Nuggets in this one and uh, not enough offense in the world even for a team as potent as the Warriors to overcome that so yeah lost on defense 
lost in the first half, and there was really some ugly, 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 ugly defense in particular in the first half uh, that set a tone where the Nuggets were able to get real comfortable uh, in this game and build a big lead, and then by the time the Warriors locked in and started their comeback, uh, it proved to be too much. Poor bench play, uh, another theme of this one. Uh, Warriors were kind of going back and forth. It felt like an open gym game in, in those first five, six minutes. And then Steve Kerr went to the bench, and tonight was not a great night for anybody not named Moses Moody that came off the, the Warriors bench, and it started with the, the first man in for the Warriors, which is Jordan Poole, a minus 20 in this one. So things started to turn when Steve Kerr went to the bench. Uh, Jamichael Green in, Kaminga and Wiseman playing together again. Dante DiVincenzo uh, was out there, and it it was just ugly for, for the entire unit, really, uh, as far as that, that bench group went. Kaminga and Wiseman played together. They were a quick minus 10. You add Dante DiVincenzo into that mix along with Jamichael Green, and, and those four with Jordan Poole on the floor – uh, all basically minus 10, 11 at, at the time. I think Poole was a minus 9 at that point uh, because he had been out there with the starters for, for an extra minute. So he had a little bit of an edge at that point. But, yeah, tough stuff tonight from from Green uh, with that group that included Kaminga and Wiseman and, and DiVincenzo. Uh, it got so bad for Jonathan Kaminga that Steve Kerr went to Moses Moody Uh, Kaminga benched in in the second half, uh, and uh, Kerr, at least for now, kind of given up on the the Kaminga, Wiseman, Jamichael Green front line, which really hasn't done anything in in these first couple of games. And uh, I know they played well in the preseason. I think Steve Kerr addressed that in his postgame press conference, which we will play for you here over the course of the next hour on 95-7 the game. But uh, it, it just... To me, that doesn't work. Kaminga at the three with Jermichael Green at the four and James Wiseman at the five. I just don't think Kaminga right now is an effective three uh, and and definitely not an effective three with Wiseman and Jermichael Green as as the four or five. And I said it going into the season. I said it after game one. And I'm I'm gonna say it again here. I, I just I do not like that lineup and really part of the downfall for the Warriors started with those three being on the floor. Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo really didn't help matters much either. And the defense, which was already pretty porous in those first handful of minutes, it got worse when that group was on the floor and that led to the forty spot that the Nuggets were able to put up in, in that first quarter. So 888-957-9570, that is the phone number to participate in the program here on a Friday night where the Warriors lose to the Nuggets. Now 1-1 one and one on the season are the Dubs, and the Nuggets bounce back after a tough loss in Utah to the Jazz in their opener and they improve to 1-1 one and one with a two-game road trip to begin things. I think they're home for Oklahoma City tomorrow. Uh, the Warriors are going to have tomorrow to have a practice day, and then the Sacramento Kings are going to be in Chase Center on Sunday afternoon. The Kings are playing another home game tomorrow against the Clippers, so the Kings are going to be on the second of a back-to-back when the Warriors face them coming up on Sunday here at Chase. 888-957-9570-415 on the Xfinity mobile text line. And right out of the chute, uh, J.D., why is Kerr playing Jamichael Green so much? 
24 minutes, but only contributed five points. Kaminga only played eight minutes. Jamichael Green's a better player right now than Jonathan Kaminga. That that that's as simple as simple as that. He he's a better player, and the combination. Uh, and I mentioned this again to go back to to the post game show on Tuesday. I'm okay with Kaminga and Wiseman together, but to me, if you want to play Kaminga and Wiseman together, then you need to play Moody, somebody that can shoot the ball and is and is more of a true wing. It almost has to be Kaminga at the four, Wiseman at the five, if you're going to play those two together. You can't insert another big in there and then put Kaminga at the three with those two and think that that's going to work. I, if you want to play Jamichael Green and Wiseman together, I understand that. But you got to have, to me, Moses Moody out there. That's what Steve Kerr went to uh, in the second half. Four one five, tough night for Poole and Clay. Yeah, Jordan Poole, the Nuggets were locked in on him. It, it, it felt tonight to me, and Jordan Poole, rough night, minus 20, uh, worst player on the floor in terms of plus minus tonight. The worst plus minus on the floor, minus 20 for Jordan Poole. Seven points, two of five, knocked down a couple of threes. The, the thing, and, and look, Michael Malone is as savvy as they get as a head coach. I, I, to me, it looked like Jordan Poole had, I don't know, because of the contract or because of how much he kicked Denver's ass in the playoffs in the first round, going back to April and the 4-1 win for the Warriors over the Nuggets. He became a a, a player that I think moved up the the notch uh, on the scouting report a little bit as far as as far as Denver went and as far as you know somebody that you really have to make a conscious effort to try and take out of his game in essence you know Curry's going to kind of go off you know Clay Thompson has the potential to go off you need to hold your own against Andrew Wiggins and really the three-point shot is is typically a great indicator of, of Wiggins offensive prowess on, on a given night and there's other ways he can impact the game but to me there was a conscious effort made by Michael Malone and the Nuggets in this one to put themselves in a position where they were trying to take Jordan Poole out of the game a little bit, and they were able to do that. Uh, 415 chiming in here as well. Denver Nuggets are a good team. And, yeah, the Nuggets are a good team. Bit of a weird loss in the opener against Utah, but it, it wouldn't surprise me as they try and get Jamal Murray acclimated off a, a knee injury from 18 months ago, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a situation where this team gets it together, assuming Jamal Murray can get it together, talking about the Nuggets. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if come May the Nuggets are in the Western Conference Finals and and maybe play the Warriors in, in the Western Conference Finals. I, I think they're that good. Uh, mentioned it on Warriors Live before the game that – I think they have a group of, of bench players now and role players that are a little better equipped and a better complement to the star players that they have or the, the budding star players that they have. Jokic is a superstar, two-time MVP. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is somebody that I think they believe can be a star. But I think the pieces fit a little bit. Bruce Brown's a, a hell of a, a glue guy to have coming off the bench, and, and he – had every big shot for the for the Nuggets at the rim and hitting threes and, and the like. I mean, he was a big-time uh, contributor for, for the Nuggets tonight. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is another guy that I think really fits with the star players that they have. Bones Highland is energy off the bench. Jeff Green can play maybe a more limited role than he had to play a year ago. And I, I like the Nuggets team, I, and I like 
you know, Aaron Gordon playing the four spot now instead of instead of the three or playing Porter and Aaron Gordon together. I think that's something that, that you can get away with. So the Nuggets are, are a deep team and I think a team that really complements each other very well as they shuffled eight players out from last year and eight new players in, and then they're getting the two players that were their second and third best players in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back off an injury as they try and, and, and reacclimate them. So uh, 888-957-9570. Definitely a hat tip to the Denver Nuggets kind of a night. This is a team that I think will be, at worst, a top four team in the Western Conference when, when all thing, things are said and done, and, and maybe even a team that we're talking about the Warriors playing in May. So they do, I think, deserve a modicum of respect as we try and dissect what went wrong for the Warriors tonight, and which really was just a poor, poor defensive effort in this one and a game that, that was lost very much in the in the first half. Let's get out to Ricky in, Ricky in Boston here up first tonight. Phone lines open, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Ricky? Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, just a kind of disappointing game tonight, you know, 70 points by halftime. You know, I, I called you the last time, on, I think it was Tuesday, talk about Clay Thompson's uh, minutes how he's always in and out and, you know, trying to find a rhythm for him, you know, it's it's hard, you know, like I know Steve Kerr is, you know, he's playing the cautious with his with uh, Clay's injury. That I guess he has a calf injury. But, you know, a a player like Clay, man, you know, especially like a rhythm player, he's a streaky shooter. You know, he needs to be out there. You know, he just can't go in and out, in and out. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> you're asking too much for any NBA player actually. I mean, I don't know if you saw the interview today. Um, Clay, I, me, I saw the interview today with uh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Clay did a an interview with them on YouTube, and he had a line there about um, that he confronted uh, Steve Kerr when he was like, "Listen, Steve, you know I'm 11 foot 10 and three pointers against the Lakers. You take me out when there was like a whole quarter play. You know I'm." You know, I'm on fire. I'm breaking the record for 14.3 pointers, and there's still, you know, time to go. You take me out. You know, I, I score 60 points, and there's still time. And, and Steve Kerr says, oh, I do that because of sportsmanship. I take you out. My question is, like, if that was Curry scoring, you think he'll take Curry out, or you just let him score and keep playing? You know what I mean? So I'm just like, yeah. I don't know what's up. Like, I, I, I never liked Steve Kerr's substitution. I never did. You know, I think that's one of his um, flaws of Steve Kerr. But the way he's just, you know, doing Clay right now, it's just like I don't. He it just keeps doing it from last season, and I know they won the championship last season. I just don't like it, man. Well, thanks for the call. And look, I, they're they're trying to get him back into the fold and uh, off of an injury and and basically off of a, a slow ramp up here to to begin the season. So they're they're doing it to help him. And and I think what we are finding right now is that the Warriors are and Clay Thompson does seem a little bit out of rhythm, even though he was six of 14 tonight and 16 points and he had four threes hit, hit a couple the other night, six of, of 13 the other night. So it, it really a two, not, I wouldn't say terrible games by, by any stretch of the imagination. I think Clay's been fine. He just can't play the minutes that he's used to or work his way back into the flow yet to, to the, in the manner that, that he's used to and, and wants to. And I think that's, you know, maybe maybe causing him at times to look a little bit awkward out on the floor, like he's trying to hunt shots to get himself into a rhythm rather than just taking the best shot and knowing he's going to get plenty of shots over the course of a, 
of a night. As far as the, the, the question about Steph and Woody, like Steve Kerr has called off the, the dogs a lot over the years when the Warriors have had big leagues leads as as to not embarrass the opponent or, or go for records. That that's just that's just who he is and I think it's I think it's commendable and, and, and respectable. I know at times people have been frustrated. There are a lot of Warrior fans over the years that have been frustrated with the fact that that Curry's numbers could even be more historically great had Steve Kerr played him in some fourth quarters, even halves of fourth quarters where the Warriors were, were blowing teams out and he could you know, continue to, to pad his stats on a night where he really was rolling and, and, and that could in some ways uh, raise him on the pantheon of, of all-time greats. I think he's doing pretty well on his own, by the way, with, without that help. But, but it, it, that's been everywhere in terms of, of the fans and, and what they're thinking about. But it's early for Clay. Couple more minutes tonight on the floor than the other night. He'll play a few more minutes in the game against Sacramento on Sunday, in theory, and you keep going for there. The the, the big picture for Clay Thompson is a hell of a lot more important than whether or not you beat the Nuggets on a Friday night in Game Two when you played terrible defensively. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. West Oakland Sam is next here on ninety five seven. The game. What's going on, Sam? Hey. Hey, J.D., J.D., you're one of my uh, – J.D., I want to give you your flowers. You're one of my all-time favorite um, just 95.7 The Game analyst and everything you do from the Niners to the Warriors. And this is what I learned from you, from you as not only being the analyst and somebody that's in the field, J.D., in the field, I know you like this Nuggets team. I know you like this Nuggets team, and I really appreciate this Nuggets team. And I know you, since I've been listening to you, I know you can appreciate Bones Highland. Bones Highland, I like that guy. I like Bones Highland. I'm a Warriors fan. <laughs> I do fan, too, Sam. And I'm a Warriors fan. <laughs> I'm a Warriors fan that likes to appreciate the opponent. So I know you like Bones Highland. Everything I've learned from you, from hearing you throughout the years on Maple. I like this Denver team. I like the opposition they present towards the Warriors. And I and if if I'm right, I know you like Bones Highland and I know you like his energy. Tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong. Appreciate No, appreciate the call. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh the, I like Bones Highland's game a lot. He's he's energy, he's unafraid. He, I mean, he's everything you would want in a in a backup point guard and, and somebody that could at times maybe be in a finishing lineup for you. Their pieces fit together. I mean, I, I, I said it a few minutes ago. Yeah, I, I, Jokic is maybe my favorite player in the NBA to watch, to, to be perfectly honest. I, I love a skilled big man that can impact the game in, in the ways that, that he can impact the game, especially on the offensive end, interior, down low, passing the basketball, uh, he, he's just terrific. I mean, and, and so, yeah, I, I think that this Nuggets team is balanced enough to where the the pieces just fit together. They they were a cobbled together team last year. Like they, they didn't have their second and third best players and still won in the mid 40s to be a six seed. They had Jokic and it was Monte Morris and it was Aaron Gordon and it was, yeah, Bones Highland and Jeff Green. I mean, they didn't have Porter or Murray essentially for the whole season a year ago, and they still won in the mid to upper 40s and were a six seed that the Warriors were never in danger of losing to, but the 
the games themselves individually were were close and and close enough to to maybe make the Warriors a little bit uncomfortable. Again, although I wouldn't say in danger whatsoever. But no, I I got a lot of respect for the Nuggets. I got a lot of respect for Michael Malone as a as a a tactician, as a head coach, as a as a bulldog, as a motivator. Uh, so yeah, I I do like watching this Nuggets team, and I do think this could be the year. We got to see about Jamal Murray. He, you know, right now, and I don't, you know, he played his first game in a year and a half, so I don't want to come down on Jamal Murray, but he looked like he was out of place in the Nuggets fold the other night when they played Utah. He looked like he was maybe holding them back a little bit as he was trying to get comfortable. They didn't have him out there tonight, and they looked free and flowing and getting after it, you know, at times on both ends. And, and look, they're going to be a better team if he can play, but. Uh, th- this team is just built, I think, really well, and and they are a team that I think the Warriors, you know, shouldn't fear because the Warriors shouldn't fear anyone. They're the defending NBA champions, and they got a bunch of future Hall of Famers on their roster. And if they play their A game, I think they are still the better team. But this is one of the teams I think in that in that in that next tier or could be on the Warriors tier as an opponent. Uh, as, as this season goes on. 888-957-9570. We'll go ahead and pause here, and we'll come back. We'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, and we will continue to react to this one. We're two games in. So you watch the two games that the Warriors have played to this point. Tuesday, the win against the Lakers. You watch the game tonight. They lose to the Nuggets. The bench, really good in game one in terms of outscoring the Lakers bench and making an impact on the game tonight, terrible. Defensive intensity, not there tonight. The Lakers, a team that struggles to score in the opener, looks like they have the potential to be disastrous. Uh, two games in, you watch them both, and what do you come out thinking? Let, let's let's react to it, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
to Wiggins. Above the break, left side, back rim, no good. Wiseman hustled to it, finds Moody. Above the break, right side. That's going to be too strong. Rebound, Wiggins, and a layup is good. Wiggins. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. John Dickinson back at Chase Center. Nuggets beat the Warriors 128-123. to 888-957-9570. Dubs now 1-1. One one. Nuggets also 1-1. One one. Warriors down as many as 20 in this one. Gave up 70 points in the first half and nearly came back from 10 down with a minute and 14 to go to force overtime. Clay Thompson with a long three miss, a shot that uh, wasn't, wasn't necessarily the best shot in, in, in that situation. Also took it a little bit early. Nikola Jokic, a couple of free throws off of that after the Warriors had whittled it all the way down to one on a Jordan Poole steal of an inbounds pass for a layup. But the Nuggets had just enough answers down the stretch to hold on for the 128-123 win over the Warriors. Let's get back to the phones before we hear from Steve Kerr, and uh, that gets us to Adam in San Francisco. Adam on 95.7 The Game. You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Adam? Uh, just coming back from the game. Um, I've been to the first two, and you know, kind of a big difference, obviously, in the plays. Obviously, the team we're playing, the, the Lakers, obviously, from last night and what we played are just not a very good team, and the Nuggets are... A good team. Um, uh, I think them not having Jamal Murray out there tonight helped them. And I think because he is maybe a bit more of a liability defensively, we kind of saw that against the Utah game. And tonight, you know, I I can't believe Bruce Brown made as many shots as he did. I know he's a good defender, but they just didn't miss. But I also just think it's also game two. We know that, like, this is a long season and everything like that. But Early on, though, it's just like the effort just wasn't there tonight. Thanks for the call, Adam. I'm with you on on Jamal Murray. I I thought Jamal Murray's still trying to find himself, and he was in that game. I watched a little of that game when the Nuggets played Utah. He's trying to find himself. He's on a minutes restriction. They're trying to get him reacclimated, but they've got the rest of these pieces that all seem to fit together pretty well. And, look, they have to get Jamal Murray back and and playing at a high level if they want to – to be the best version of themselves but but yeah he's more attackable and I think he's just a little bit more unsure and inconsistent in the way that you would expect a player that hadn't played in 18 months to to be and so yeah I I thought when he was ruled out that you knew the Nuggets were going to bounce back and and play a lot harder and and with a more purpose than they did the other night just wanting to try to get to one and one and knowing that they would have to play a lot better to even have a chance to win the game against the Warriors and and they really came out and it was a it was a buttoned up Nuggets performance especially on the offensive end and the Warriors just didn't bring it at all defensively tonight and those two things added up to uh, the Nuggets getting the 40 in the first quarter and 70 in the first half and 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 128 for the night. Ted in Livermore, you're next here on 957 the game. What's going on Ted? Hey, howdy. Um, so I, I, this might be a little controversial, but I, I, I just I just think Steve Kerr sometimes, many times actually, is the reason that the Warriors lose ball games because he's, he's, he's demonstrated or been demonstrated that he 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 doesn't do anything special to make them win ball games. Luke Walton proved that when 
Kerr was out for half a season and they won almost all their games with Luke Walton. But the way he substitutes and or doesn't substitute, it was tonight was reminiscent of, of the COVID year where they were chasing a, a playoff spot and he quote unquote did not want to chase wins, gave up so many wins where they sunk down to like the, whatever it was, the eighth or ninth seed and got bounced in a, a play-in game when they could have really made a good run that year with the team they had was built to make a, an underdog run. And he just gave up on them because he predicted he let, he let every other coach predict or know when he was going to play um, Curry and Draymond by substituting him the same minutes every single game. And um, tonight was sort of the same. DiVincenzo played about five to six, seven more minutes than he should have. And they lost the game in the second quarter because he did not want to play his starters uh, more than he did. Yeah, you 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 said it, and and, and thanks for the call. The the he doesn't want to. Play, he's not going to play Steph Curry forty three minutes in game two of the season to to try and eke out a win against the Nuggets. And, and there is a balancing act. There's no doubt. There's a balancing act, and and you referenced the the COVID year where. They let some games get away and, and ultimately ended up as the eight seed and had to play a couple of play in tournament games and, and got beat when maybe if they had been able to to chase a few more wins earlier in the year and, and finish a few more games, they, they could have avoided that or put themselves in a better position. Uh, look, I, I'm not coming down Steve Kerr's road for you know the, the first part of that, though, and, and, and when you say not doing much to, to help them win. Uh, I mean, the guys won four NBA championships as a head coach and you can see it and you just saw it in the playoffs the fact that the postseason's different the playoffs are different than the regular season in, in the playoffs you do shorten your rotation in the playoffs you do go back to your starters in the playoffs you do need to do those things in the regular season there are a number of different goals that you're trying to accomplish and Part of that, for this team specifically, is playing your bench guys and trying to to, to grow a bench unit that's figuring it out and young players that, that probably aren't at this stage ready to be playoff performers on, on a regular basis. You know, if the playoffs started today, and it's, it's kind of silly to say, but if the playoffs started today, Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman wouldn't be playing much, if at all, in the playoffs. And I said that you know, a week or so ago on... Steiny and Guru show when I was filling in for Goo and people came down my road something fierce like what the hell are you talking about uh, you know and and so yeah I mean you could say DiVincenzo should have, should have played less well he only played nine minutes and Steve Kerr went away from him in the second half so you can't only play your starters you can't only play seven in the regular season especially in in game two of the, the regular season as well. So it, it's a balancing act, and I get it. You know, when you lose by five and it winds up being a, a close game and you're down one in the in the closing seconds, you, you start thinking about, well, another minute here, another minute there, and, and maybe there's a, a different outcome. 415 on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Minutes restrictions cost him the game. If Clay and Draymond play five more minutes each, they win. You could make that case. Yeah, you absolutely could make that case. And you know, come the playoffs, Clay might be playing 10 more minutes and, and Draymond might be playing 10 more minutes each. And they're able to to continue that run or maybe start their run a little quicker. And, and, and the Nuggets, the one thing I will say, 
they were hanging on for dear life when the Warriors started hitting some shots and putting a little bit more defensive pressure on. I mean, they they looked like a team that was, you know, willing and able to to gift the Warriors that victory, but the Warriors just couldn't quite do enough defensively ultimately to to take it, and and so Denver walks out of here with that win. But it's without question going to be a balancing act as the Warriors try to figure out the bench rotation and and figure out who's going to play with who and which combinations don't work well together and and how can Wiseman be more effective. I mean, Jordan Poole tonight on, on that note, and I mentioned the fact that I did think Michael Malone tried to take Jordan Poole more out of the game with the way that the Nuggets defended him, but you look at it, Jordan Poole took five shots tonight. How many, you know how many Warriors players took as many or more shots than Jordan Poole? Uh, everybody that played in the game except Kevon Looney and Dante DiVincenzo. Everybody in the game took at least five shots except for those two players uh, and, and Jordan Poole. And if, I mean, Draymond Green took six shots. Jordan Poole took five shots. Jamichael Green took five shots. James Wiseman took five shots. Four for five. He's he's finishing well around the basket, and they hit him for another lob, and he hit hit the little, hit a little shorty in the paint there too. So the Wiseman is at a point right now where you know the defense not great for James Wiseman in, in this one tonight, uh, but he took five shots to make the point about Jordan Poole. Hell, Moses Moody didn't even play in the first half, was out of the rotation in the first half became the 11th man that played in the second half when Kaminga took a seat, and he took five shots in his 13 minutes. Jordan pulled five shots in, in 27 minutes. So I think there's a, a balancing act for Jordan Poole as to how he can be the most effective while playing with, with a group that's also you know a little bit trying to get theirs you know, some of the time. And... and you, you, it's it's not only about developing those players and get making them comfortable, but it's how does Pool succeed when Pool's out there with them and not just when he's out there with with the starters. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson right here uh, on ninety five seven. The game at uh, eleven o'clock here tonight on on Warriors wrap up Warriors live and Warriors wrap up on Twitch and YouTube. So happy about that. You get to see my ugly mug as I'm doing the show here from. Uh, Chase Center uh, on a Friday night. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Hope to hear from Draymond Green as well between now and when we call it a night. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Steve Kerr there on the legal ID. Here's the head coach of the Dubs following this loss to the Nuggets. Steve, all of your starters were positive in the plus minus and all of your reserves, I guess, except for Moses, were double digit in the minus. Is that to you? kind of the story of the game or were there some other things that more point out? No, I think the story of the game is just our lack of def- defensive uh, intensity from the start. You know, they, uh, they scored 40 points in the first quarter. And so they got into such a great rhythm uh, and they were clearly the aggressors. We expected them to come out and play like this because of their loss, you know, in Utah a couple nights ago. So I thought they just came out with way more force than we did and set the tone. And then at that point, it's it's tough playing upstream against a, a great team. And I loved our effort in the second half. I thought our guys uh, competed and uh, gave ourselves a chance. And uh, it was just you know, too much to, to overcome after, you know, falling behind by 20. Um, the, the second unit stuff that that's going to all 
shake out here over the next few weeks. Like we don't have a set rotation yet. We're trying a lot of different uh, people, um, you know, and it's affected also by the the minutes of uh, restriction for Clay and Draymond. So um, that, that's going to take a little while to sort out. But um, I, I thought the effort overall in the second half was what was lacking in the first, and that's uh, that's what was uh, what put us, um, you know, in in trouble tonight. Was was that a design pick and pop three for Clay and kind of that last possession? Um, and then, I mean, I guess, did you like the shot? It was, uh, yeah, it was just like a little hit and, and handbag type play. And, you know, you're just trying to confuse the defense and and maybe get a, a mix up on a switch. Um, and at that point, um, if you have an open three, you know, down three, no timeouts left. Um, you know, I, you go ahead and take, especially Clay. I mean, he's hit, he's hit a, that shot many times. Um, so it was, you know, I'll take a look at the, uh, at the film. Um, it was a, a decent look under the circumstances. Um, maybe not the best, best one, but um, one I'll definitely live with, you know, Clay Thompson shooting the, an open three, albeit uh, pretty deep. Steve, what did you get from Draymond tonight? I thought Draymond was fantastic. Energy was great. Played so hard. Uh, pushed the ball. Nine assists. Um, his defense was was really on point. So great effort from him. And um, like I said, we got a lot of really good individual efforts in the second half. You know, once we fell behind, our guys showed how competitive they are. And uh, you know, there this was kind of a good game for us to be honest with you. It's, we I feel like we got over a little bit of a hump conditioning wise. We hadn't played a game like this yet. Um, we needed to bump guys up and get get some um, get them into high minutes and not just the the total minutes, but um, the type of minutes they were. That was a that was a you know physical uh, high intensity game. So we needed that. I think we'll be better for it uh, going forward. Jordan only took five shots, I think, uh, and did have seven assists. But was that maybe one time where the defense was playing him because? He's now has credibility in this league. Did you see maybe some defensive attention on him? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they were um, they were putting a lot of pressure on him on on pick and roll. Um, they have Denver did a, a really good job, you know, in the, this offseason adding Bruce Brown and and KCP, two big physical defenders in the backcourt. Um, I thought they did a good job on Jordan, and um, you know, with with our second unit, we're you know we're we're still in the midst of sort of finding an identity with that group, and that'll help Jordan. But in the meantime, um, he's going to have a target on his back. That's what happens when you get really good and you know win a championship and play like he did in the playoffs and sign a big contract. This this is how it works. So uh, we'll we'll try to help him, um, and we'll we'll start finding an identity with that, that second unit and he'll be playing with both groups and uh, he'll be fine. One of the things you're seem to be trying to sort out with that second unit is uh, you want Kaminga at the three in the first half, yeah. replaced him with Moody in the second half. Is that maybe the the pivot point right now with that second you're trying to figure out most? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, that, that group played pretty well together in the preseason uh, with JK and uh, Jamichael and, and James. And so we wanted to give it a look. Um, I, I felt like at halftime, I think our, our coaches felt like we just needed more spacing with that group. Uh, so we went to Moses instead of uh, JK and uh, Moses came in, did a, did a really good job. So um, again, we're, you know, we're going to 
be looking at different combinations and um, trying different things. And of course, we're not always going to be, you know, perfectly healthy. Um, so um, guys are going to get their opportunities, but um, we've got to, we got to find, um, find our identity uh, as a team um, with that second, second group. Uh, Steve James from Sky New Zealand. Just a question about Nikola Jokic. Do you think is defending against a seven foot point guard your kryptonite? And what what can teams do about that? He's everybody's kryptonite. I mean, or I guess is that the right analogy? I don't know. He he's you know two time MVP for a reason. I mean, the guy's a phenomenal player, and he just makes the game so much easier on on uh, his teammates and. Um, They've done a really good job in Denver the last few years, you know, building their roster, building an identity. And um, so, yeah, Jokic is Jokic is Jokic. I don't know of any other team that gives them a hard time. So, Hey, Steve, uh, with about two minutes left, uh, Steph inbounded the ball to Draymond. He was in the corner. Uh, and you had some, you know, better shooters on the floor. Were you happy with that play call? Or do you feel like something better could have been done there? Uh, which one was it? Full court or half court? Uh, it was like down. At, uh, oh, it was like down at the Nuggets. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. About, shot clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about like one, one yeah, and a half seconds know, left. One and a half seconds. It's uh, it's a little tough, but um, yeah, we uh, we 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 look for a couple things out of that set. You know, Draymond got a decent look. It it was close, so you know you live with that. All right, so Steve Kerr there echoing a lot of what we've been talking about here over the course of the last hour uh, with respect to the the defense just setting a bad tone for the Warriors early in this one, and then they couldn't overcome it. Like in the second-half effort, that's one thing we haven't really talked about. I think that the point about the competitive spirit of the Warriors is, is a good one. Once they got down 20, it was like, all right, we don't want this thing to turn into a blowout. They're able to come back although not enough. And then and then one thing that he said that really stood out to me was something that was the case last year and has been the case a lot at different times early in, in seasons, and it's the fact that it, it just takes teams, and, and the Warriors more specifically, more time to figure out their rotation and, and more time to figure out who's going to be in and who's going to be out and the right combinations. And Steve Kerr is a tinkerer when it comes to that. He tinkered last year. It was, you know, five or six games of this group. And then and then they'd work on some things clearly in practice and they'd, they'd team some other groups together. And this guy's in and that guy's out. And then injuries impact it, as he alluded to. Uh, and now the minutes restriction, which we had a texter on the Xfinity mobile text line bring up, that impacts it to where you have to take certain players out at certain times in order to – not play them more than their minutes cap on a, on a particular night. So you have to figure that all out and it, it becomes a puzzle that at times can maybe not put you in the best position to always win games or the best position for, for certain groups to, to succeed. Uh, Draymond green was something that, or someone that we didn't talk about as much as well, uh, but he, yeah, real good tonight in his 27 minutes. They could have used a little more Draymond, uh, in this one tonight, 13 points, rare the Warriors lose when he gives up 13. And, and, and really to boil it down, as we've talked so much about the defense and we've talked so much about the first half and the poor bench play with you know minus 20 and 10 and minus 10, minus 14, minus 13 across everybody except for Moody who, who came off the bench, the starters won their matchups t- tonight. 
uh, you know, all told, once you know that final run for the Warriors to to come back late, every Warrior starter was a plus in this game. Every Nuggets starter was a minus in, in this game. So the Warriors starters won their matchup, but the Warriors bench lost theirs so badly. Uh, and and you look at thirty eight thirty three is the bench scoring in this one, but that ends up being the difference in in the ball game uh, was Denver winning this thing one twenty eight uh, to one twenty three eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green before we call it a night and head on into the weekend here. Uh, Draymond Green addressing uh, what went wrong for the Warriors tonight against the Nuggets. Dre, Steve said he loved your energy tonight and thought you played really well. How would you assess your game? And you think those early fouls kind of took some of the wind out of the sails for you guys defensively? I think we um, we didn't start off with a strong defensive presence. I think uh, five minutes into the game, they had 20 points. And uh, so that's on me. Whether I was out there or not, we were awful defensively. We got we have to set a tone on that side of the floor, and like I said, that starts with me. So, um, I can be better on that end. Obviously, we know we can all be better on that end, and you know it all come together. Uh, I think you know when you get the early fouls, it definitely takes away some aggressiveness. A couple of chances you may take that can change the flow of a game can't necessarily take those, and so I have to be better with that. Uh, not not picking up early fouls so I can have the aggressiveness and set a tone on that end, and and everyone can follow. So. We'll be better, but, you know, second game of the season, so we're still figuring it out. You know, Draymond, as you and Clay work your way back up to full minutes, what's your kind of take on how that second unit rotation is shaking out right now? Of course, it's early, but what are your early thoughts? Oh, uh, They're figuring it out. Um, you're talking guys who's been, you know, two guys in that lineup has been teammates with the rest of the guys for three weeks, something to that nature, four weeks. So, you know, it takes time for, for everything to come together, and quite frankly, Second game of the season, you're still figuring out rotations, uh, what rotations were great together and which ones don't, and what scenarios, which rotations you can go to. So they had a rough night tonight. Figure it out. You know, they have been great all preseason. And so not worried about it. You know, as as they continue to go, they'll get better and better. Be fine. There was a moment uh, where James uh, fouled Bones Highland. Uh, trying to go, He was kind of trying to go vertical but failed, I guess, and you were, were talking to him about it. What – kind of point were you trying to make with James on that like verticality? Uh just telling him um a guy his size lateral movement is irrelevant. You know, so you're trying to slide with these guards. You don't need to slide with them. Move back and forth, up and back. You know, you move up and back, it allows him to use his strength with which is his size. But anytime as a big you're trying to get into um sliding with a guard, bones is shifty as hell. You know, bones is tough for anybody to guard one-on-one just with his shifting so just telling them you use your length but the way you can use that length is going up and back not side to side uh side to side then you start turning your body and all of those things because you're trying to keep up the speed of these guards and the trickiness and so um just some different things that he'll continue to pick up as he go but overall I think he's doing an incredible job um he's continuing to grow and get better starting to use his voice more and more. But quite frankly, I think this is 35th NBA game, something like that. So he'll keep getting that experience. And, you know, it's on myself and Loom to make sure we continue to help him and teach him.
Dre, what do you think you guys are defensively, and what do you think the ceiling is from the amount of time you've been able to see what you guys are working with defensively? Well, I think we know what the ceiling is. You know, we know how great we can be defensively. Where we are right now, I think we're a team in the second game of the season. Uh, still figuring it out on that end. I think as you get in, as, as everyone get in better shape, you pick it up more on that end. But I think you have to you have to figure out an identity on defense just like you do on offense. And that takes time. Um, are you going to be a ball pressure team? Are you going to be a passing lanes team? Our defense will be great. I have no doubt in my mind about that. But it takes time to put it all together. So, you know, that's learning to follow a game plan. You know, that's uh, learning personnel, you know, and all of these different things that, that goes into it. So I don't have a doubt that we will be great on that end of the floor. But just like everything else, it, it all has to come together. As a follow-up, you had a – there was a one play, Jokic posted you up, you blocked him. Next play, he hits that crazy rainbow. Just what is that, you know, like still going against Jokic, still being able to battle against the two-time VP? I feel like we just finished battling him yesterday. But in saying that, that's a battle I always love. You know, you as a, as a defender, you want to play against the best. Um, he's obviously won MVP the last couple of years. Uh, we all know how incredible of a player that he is. And so – um, when that challenge is thrown at me, I embrace it and I take on. At times, you know, you get the blocks or steal or stop. And a lot of other times he's going to make shots like he did on the second one, you know? And and quite frankly, I live with those. Uh, he's great for a reason. He's the MVP for a reason. You just try to make him take the toughest shot you can make him take and live with it. I think, you know, I don't want to foul there. I haven't really gotten a chance to see the play yet, but I was whistled for a foul. So uh, when, when the guy is taking a tough shot like that, although we know he's proven over and over time and time again that he can make it, still got to live with something. You know, that's a tough one. I, I can't foul on that one. So uh, other than that, I thought it was pretty good defense. But at times, better offense is going to be better, good defense. And that's what happened on that play. Steve seemed encouraged about your, everybody's fitness level, but you pushing to some more minutes and clay. I mean, what, what was your sense on, on just where you, you both are and, and gaining, you know, gaining strength each, each game and pushing a few more minutes? Well, I think I'm in pretty good shape, you know, but I've built a trust in our performance staff led by Rick and that's what he recommended, you know? So uh, as frustrating as it can be at times, I came back last, last year, nine weeks from, what could have been a season in an injury. And he got me back in nine weeks. So as frustrating as it can be, I'm not going to stop trusting him now. Uh, you know, he's proven time and time again that he is a trustworthy guy, that he is a very knowledgeable guy, and that the performance staff, um, they know what they're doing. And so uh, I think I'm in pretty good shape, uh, all things considered where we are in the season. But like I said, that's not something that I'm going to fight. Uh, you know, he, Rick is top of the top at what he does. I'm, so to sit there and question him or, you know, try to bump my own minutes up to what I think I can play, they'll be up soon enough. So just stick with the game plan they lay out and it'll get there. Draymond, what did you kind of see? There was like that crazy play toward the, or sequence toward the end where Jordan Poole lays it in, you guys are within one and then Jokic passes it nearly full court for the dunk were you guys just kind of caught sleeping there or kind of what did you see or what would you have liked to have seen differently with that oh uh, well I think um on that particular play uh we have to make sure that we identify who's going to be back obviously normally it's the five man back but I was at the five and I was trapping 
you know, and so uh, that's a very unfamiliar position for our guards. You know, um, guards don't protect the basket. That's not their role. And so that's something that I could have communicated. Uh, I should have communicated that, you know, we, we got to make sure that we have a man back. And that's something that we can learn from. Uh, but overall, I thought, you know, we were able to work on some pretty important things. Uh, you know, when you're trying to get a trap in a steal before you file, uh, we were successful with that. Uh, me and Wiggs came up with a great trap. Uh, Jordan came up with a great steal and finish. Uh, the second part is just things that we'll figure out. You know, when if you got a guy back and we have four guards in, we got to make sure, you know, somebody has to identify, all right, nobody's protecting the rim and we got to get back. But that's on nobody in particular. Um, just something that we'll identify and and, and make sure that we improve. Uh, Draymond, uh, sorry if you've already been asked this, but given the drama at practice in the preseason, how have you bounced back personally and as a team? Uh, we're a very resilient team. You know, we're going to continue to move forward, continue to get better. This team has had one goal for the last eight, nine years, and that goal remains the same. Uh, there are ups and downs throughout the season, and, and you fight to get through those. And the team that gets through those peaks and valleys the best, uh, the team that can try to stay most consistent, that is usually the team that wins a championship. And that's what we're trying to be. That's never going to be built in a day. You know, so we'll continue to work, continue to get better and improve on the things that we know we need to improve upon to be a great team. But we got the blueprint. Uh, we, 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 we know what it takes to win uh, and be a successful team in this league. And, you know, but it, it, it takes time to put that together. And you can't skip steps. It is a day-by-day -day process. Uh, regardless of what happens, uh, you have to improve day-by-day. -day. And I have no doubt in my mind that we will continue to improve day-by-day. Uh, -day. And our focus is, is on winning the championship, as it has been, like I said, for the last eight, nine years. And the Warriors' opportunity to improve day-by-day -day will continue tomorrow with practice. And a quick turn for the Dubs as they're back in action on Sunday Again, here at Chase Center before their first road game of the season. They'll be in Phoenix on Tuesday, but the Sacramento Kings coming in on Sunday, and uh, that's the next opportunity for the Warriors to, to bounce back and, and get back to their, their winning ways against uh, a team that uh, believes that they can be a young up-and-coming team in, in the Western Conference this season. Old friend Mike Brown back in the house for the Kings against the Warriors on Sunday afternoon. So that'll do it for me tonight. Uh, Nuggets get the win over the Warriors, 128 to 123. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to uh, everybody else in our San Francisco studios for helping to put this show together, cutting all the highlights tonight that you've heard throughout the show and the postgame sound. Appreciate the help of everybody. I'm John Dickinson. I'll be back on Sunday here on 95.7 The Game, uh, 4.30 with Warriors Live as the Warriors take on those Sacramento Kings. And back tomorrow, quick turnaround for me, 10 a.m., the debut, 2022-23 debut of Warriors this week. Whitey Gleason will be joining me, and we're going to be on the air from 10 to 1 and uh, tomorrow talking all things Golden State Warriors, these first two games and uh, everything surrounding the Warriors as they try to defend their title. So make sure you tune in for that tomorrow, 10 a.m., right here on 95.7 The Game. Nuggets beat the Warriors 128-123. to We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. We'll talk to you on Sunday right here in your home for Warriors basketball, 95.7 The Game. Good night. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.